On today's episode, we discuss count-wide character progression. Blizzard really wants your hard-earned cash. And of course, pre-patch phase 2 is underway. We'll talk about our experiences in the Forbidden Reach and beyond. All that and more coming up. Well, welcome to episode 11 of Extended Maintenance. Here again, of course, with my good friend Hodge and ready to talk about all the good fun stuff that's been happening in the game. I guess normally we start by talking about what we've done in the past week in game. Obviously been a little bit of a hiatus for us for a couple of reasons, but uh, we're back. And uh, instead of talking about what we've been doing, because it's probably pretty obvious, we're just going to get into some of the things that are happening in the game and then we'll kind of get into it. So, uh... Hello, everybody. Welcome to another fun week. The most fun week. It's the best week. Because we are middle of phase two, uh, I guess pre-patch, uh, which brought about uh, Blizzard's new class and the current pre-patch event, which allows you to gear up your alts really, really easily. Uh, as well as, I mean, from day of recording, episode 11, we are talking only one week away from Dragonflight. The long wait is almost uh, finally over. And, you know, arguably, even more importantly, one week away from my Feldrick, which might be the best part of like, the entire week. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, we did have the Twitch drop last week, 15th to the 18th for the Dragon Kite pet, which I got, and I'm sure many of you did as well. Watch four hours of gameplay on uh, on Twitch, which they did actually put Twitch uh, categories back together, amalgamated them back as one. I remember we were talking about how they swapped or um they split classic and retail apart apparently they figured that was a bad idea put them back together and uh i guess it didn't really matter whether you watched retail or classic as long as you watched a, a uh a channel that had the twitch drops enabled you were able to get it and of course obviously yeah the next one's the big one november 28th to the first that one it is um for your feldrake and that's again four hours four hours of uh, of watch time on drop enabled enabled streams we also have uh, 18th anniversary continues for a little bit yet till the 27th which is monday and uh you can still get your 18 percent bonus rep and xp which will help a lot in uh, some of the phase two stuff but pilgrim's bounty also began this past sunday so if you're still into uh need to get achievements for that to get your pilgrim title and whatnot it doesn't count towards your what a long, strange trip it's been to get the purple Proto Drake, but it is uh, it is a fun event, and if you're looking to get some more achievements and the title and stuff like that, if you have never completed it, that'll be going on for the week, I believe, until until Sunday. It's just one week, so that's pretty much that's pretty much it for in-game events. There's no time logging this week or anything like that. Some PvP brawls, but whatever, and uh, mostly just gearing up towards the 28th. So. And I cannot wait. I mean, I know that the 28th will come, to be clear, um, uh, to everybody, uh, global launch times are different. Um, if you check your uh, your Battle.net client, it does on one of the slides have a breakdown of what day and what time in what region you are in. Please check, because that first day, contrary to when most content releases in World of Warcraft, usually we're familiar with like the Tuesday reset in NA or the uh, Wednesday reset in uh eu i believe actually even to like the the other um like pacific markets are, are on thursdays but i think we're all majority of our listeners are from na and a handful of, uh, eu listeners so you guys are looking for the specific time because it will launch actually the day before your traditional reset it's usually how expansions launch so you're gonna be looking uh for example we are on eastern time or myself i am on eastern time so i'm looking at 6 p.m on Monday night, which is usually how they do things. They like to then give everyone the night before 
Uh, they see how their servers hold. They see if there's any immediate bugs and fixes. And then they basically give themselves probably a giant extended maintenance window on Tuesday um, to fix anything before, you know, the expansion, I guess, officially gets like really, really underway to, uh, I guess, update on uh, some of that because this is how it is launching. I mean, there was a little bit of uh, chit chat. The estimated time for leveling, uh, I think that like obviously if you're moving like quickly through it or at a brisk pace, at least on the beta, it was somewhere around 8 to 12 hours from 60 to 70, like time played, which is cool. You actually could not only do the main quest line and hit max level. I think it was like if you did the main quest line, you actually fell uh, like two levels short. So like they are, it does mean that you do need to do side quests, so don't neglect them completely. I don't think you have to do obviously every single one. For max level, I myself will be doing every single one because I want to see the entire story. As we spoke to before, it's the best time of you know the game is when a new expansion comes out, a new content comes out. But getting into it because it's that eight to twelve hours, there are actually a lot of people that were actually talking about um, not sleeping the first night, pounding out to max level in eight hours, and then getting one whole extra loot window, you know, before server reset happened on Tuesday. So then, you know, as to anyone that knows that the Season 1 itself doesn't actually start until December 13th, which is two weeks after launch. So the only content or the best content gear that you could possibly get is um, only through Mythic Zero in the time being. That'll be like the highest item level you could possibly get. There'll be no raid, there'll be no no PvP season, no nothing, so you'll be able to get any of that. But Mythic Zero will still be active, so you'll be able to do every single dungeon, loot every single boss once for the week, basically. And so everyone was actually like really, really gearing to like not sleep and try to sneak in a, lo- a lockout on the Monday and then hopefully wake up on the Tuesday and get to do it again as a new loot week. But uh, Blizzard's smarter than that. They have caught it. Don't do it. Get some rest. You will not be able to do that. All dungeons have now been announced. They'll be locked until the Tuesday. So enjoy leveling go at your own time and at your own pace and uh no need for the old the the, the all-nighter spam into into mythic dungeon spam you won't be able to do it anyways it won't be worth it cool so yeah i guess uh speaking of dragonflight and pre-patch now we can start talking maybe about what we've been up to in this past week week and a half that we basically took off more or less well i'll be to be to be completely transparent we did uh attempt to <laughs> do a podcast last week but uh we weren't very focused let's say so we decided to scrap the whole thing it was a lot of rambling because we were we were playing the game (laughs) (laughs) and uh we were pretty distracted and we were rambling on about some things that we didn't want to talk about and got off topic quite a bit more so than normal and it just uh we didn't feel comfortable with how it uh, turned out so we said, well, forget it. We'll just record another one. But anyways, here we are. So now we can talk about what uh, what we've been doing for the past week and a bit. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's maybe start from the beginning, because I'm sure that most people in the week uh, started probably very similar. Um, they probably went one of two ways in reality. Either you went straight into yay new class dragon, or you went straight into uh, oh, yay... Yeah, I actually went the opposite way. Uh, yay new pre-patch content to run my main character through um and new storyline i mean honestly i'll say that like it was not the most riveting of storyline there wasn't a ton of content that came with it um but i am going with my take on the week i went straight into uh the primal storms and primal's invasion events um and worked through that quest line now i will say what it did fill in i guess was it um it, it did bring some of the characters um that we're familiar with together to 
I guess, address the current situation, um, the Dragon Isles opening and, 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 and whatnot, and, you know, introduce us to our new, some of our new Drakthir friends. And uh, so a little bit of foundational build. If you have not done it yet, I urge you, please go through it. I mean, the pre-patch event will only, this portion of the pre-patch event will only go until the end of the week. That'll also mean that like your feet of strength and some of the vendor stuff that I mean we can go into really really shortly um, will also be gone. So please go through it. It's great. There's little bits of snippets, like I said, and then uh, you know as to what you know Darren's getting into as well. Like it really really connects with legacies and the Drakthir starting zone. So the Drakthir starting zone obviously starting from the um, the Drakthir's point of view and the Dragon Isles point of view coming into uh azeroth or not azeroth i guess but like the 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 factions of azeroth and then us seeing them come to us from the opposite perspective and then kind of meeting in the middle as to like hey this is where we're at and this is what's kind of happened i guess in in sequence i believe the um the director starting zone is actually a little bit before in the timeline in fairness, it's like the stuff that happened in the Forbidden Reach and in the Drakthir starting zone happens, and then they come to us, and that's kind of like where we meet them and we get our story for the Primal's Invasion. But honestly, just pay yourself. It's super cool. It's super quick. I think that like I was in and out of it in, in less than an hour, unfortunately, um, and we are on to the grind of the Primalist Invasion. So as we've discussed uh, in in previous episode, the Primalist Invasion involved four... Um, what actually is funny... I, do you remember when we were talking about it before the notes were four locations? Yeah, yeah, and it was only three. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, interestingly enough, um, don't be alarmed if you don't see anybody in Terrace Fall Glades. Um, original patch notes were that like there was going to be four locations of them being in Terrace Fall Glades, um, one in Orngoro Crater, one in the Northern Barrens, and one in Bad the Bad- Badlands. Um, however, the one in Terrace Fall, in my observation over the past two weeks, never spawn in terrace fall um it's not the worst thing i mean there's definitely one of the three zones you can definitely go to um tons of players playing in any one of them um i don't think you sacrifice anything it just was odd to me that it was in the notes but it never ended up coming to fruition um I think all it does maybe forces you to have to uh, take longer to complete some of the some of the stuff like getting all four pieces for the heirloom trinket for instance because you're not going to have all four of the primal invasions up at the same time it's not going to be some sort of random combination of three it could be two air and one earth it could be a fire a water and an air but it's not going to be all four and you need a token from the boss of each invasion uh we each elementalist i guess to turn in for the quest to get the uh to get the heirloom trinket so you won't be able to just like log in and go in one go and fly around the world grab each one and be done with it yeah and i mean but like not to be scary though i will say that like i, I mean one thing i'm gonna actually say too on one note like i mean i didn't long, but no like i didn't look heavily into like do you know how like terrace fall because of like the undercity and whatnot like was a little wonky because like you can talk to the guy who's like see the world before the blight and blah 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 like so i'm not exactly sure i never played around and <laughs> enough to we be like maybe you should talk to that guy tears fall glaze has way too many uh different things going on there's different <laughs> so, yeah exactly so like i don't know maybe like if you had changed it it would have actually shown it and you could have gone there but i'll say that like i didn't don't stress um i think i had uh, so many tokens to like fully gear out two characters worth of gear, um, complete the entire quest line, get every single piece from the 
um, from all the different elementals to create my my heirloom and was on my merry way in probably like less than two days. You know, I think I started the night it launched and you remember like it came out late after maintenance, um, went to bed at a reasonable time, went to work the entire next day and then literally came back in the afternoon or in the evening and like logged on every 20 minutes to kill a boss because that's when it spawns. And before the end of the night, I had both. So like, don't sweat. It won't be crazy. Um, to Darren's point, you know, I guess one of the annoying things I found is that like, you don't, it's random what, what element was up. So like, I think one time I logged in and I was like, Oh, earth, 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 sick. I already have this one. Like I'm going to log off. Yeah. Um, so, uh, to highlight it, I guess like the, the, uh, the element spawns in each zone. It is spawns for a total of uh, three hours, four hours, something like that. Um, it will be that for four hours. The boss spawns every 20 minutes from his last kill. Um, so you can check back over and over and over again. I mean, it doesn't, it's, it's obviously not a guarantee that you're going to get, like, let's say the heirloom drop piece. Um, I think sometimes on, on, I think it was water. I got really, really lucky and I killed, I got it after, uh, two kills. But then I think earth was annoying and it took me five. I think fire was like, Four, um, ice was I believe four or five. So like See, you're talking like goal. every yeah. So again, totally luck. And and I'm not saying it's like it's totally like, possible you know, that you can walk in and get it first try, right? Wowhead, I'm sure groups in the custom group finder too that are just over there all the time. And like I'm always I just keep going over to uh, Northern Barrens basically doing the event there because it's the closest Orgrimmar. But uh, there's there's groups like crazy. So it's not like people still aren't doing it. And in, the interesting thing is, and this is probably a tribute as to like why there's people still doing it. The experience for level 50 to 60 characters is insane. It is by, by far the, the fastest way to level a character from 50 to 60. You can do it in uh, two hours, maybe. Yeah, I think some of the speed timers actually I saw on Twitter was like an hour and 20. You know, 10 levels an hour and 20 minutes. Like if you're like mm-hmm. pounding it out, you have your XP buffs, um, you had war mode on. Etc. Etc. So, which is like really, really cool, and I really wish I would have known that before I put in like you know like <laughs> two weeks worth of hardcore leveling to level like you know another like ten alts to max level, so that I had this giant alt army. But you live and you learn, and yeah, uh, I like think that it's did it on a couple characters, and she was pretty quick. Like fifty nine to sixty was less than ten minutes, and I don't know, levels were really quick. I went and finished up my mage just to get another character to sixty. I don't know if I'm going to do any more because I don't know if I want to even spend the time to go from 50 to 60. Like I have a couple characters left that aren't 60, like my DK and my maybe my Rogue and my Shaman, but they're all like level 50, 52, something like that. So I'm not sure I'm going to go and spend the time to do that. But that'll just burn me out probably because I've already done the event on my Evoker, my Pally, my Mage, so I probably won't do it again. But it is a lot of XP, so if it's something that you're wanting to catch up on, something that you've been wanting to do, then uh it's certainly a quick way it's a quick way to uh to level so they did apparently hot fix it and to decrease the leveling when i did it it was like within the first couple days and then i saw on the forums that they had hot fixed it but i finished my mage and it still didn't take very long after the supposed hot fix and it wasn't it the xp was still really good it's still far quicker than any other you know rush mode of leveling that you're thinking of doing whether it be like threads of fate world quests and uh, bonus quests or dungeon spamming or whatever the invasions are still considerably quicker than any of that anyway so which is cool like in the end like i mean hey you got a couple all to check it out i mean 
you know, I we've been spending the last couple of weeks telling you like, hey, you're gonna want to um, you're gonna want to obviously level before we get into this week because you know, let's be real, moving into the next uh, segment, you know, you were gonna not want to be playing your your you know your alt number twelfth shaman. Uh, you yeah. want to play evoker, <laughs> right? Yeah, no. I guess lastly, the only thing I want to hit on in Primal Storms is don't forget to pick up your reagent bag. They literally made it only five of those uh, essence pieces. Um, you can get that in literally six minutes of punching things in the zone and looting. Um, so please go there. Uh, if you do the quest line, I believe, like you literally get 30 anyways for free just for doing the quest line. Do the quest line, get 30, buy your mount bag, and even if it's a shitty all, log out. Yeah, like, you only need five, so who cares? It doesn't matter whether you do the daily or not, you need five. Uh, do it, please, on the characters that you're going to especially be leveling, and that you care to level in those first little bits. It'll help your bags, it'll save your sanity, and, and it might make you some money, right, if you're able to hold on to those mats. So uh, please pick it up. Yeah, and just to uh, finish off on on that, one thing that they did do right, in my opinion, is they made Primal Essences a countdown, obviously as someone who's very big proponent of account wide everything having these essences be account wide was a great move it allows you to go and buy all the transmog gear for your other for your other characters if you want like each class has a full has a full set of gear plus there's four cloaks of varying appearances and secondaries then you'll have like you know a weapon and offhand if you're or shield if you're if your class is able to use those things then you can also buy the reagent bag which Hodge discussed. There's a toy, the Bag of Furious Winds, and then there's also a pet, the Primal Stormling. Now, the thing with the pet, <clears throat> it costs two. It costs 250 prime primal essences. Don't buy it if you haven't done this yet. Like you know, we're probably hitting people who have already done this and may already know. But like, I got several of those pets as drops from the uh, invasion bosses. Odds are you will. So save that 250 essences for sending to an alt. To get to a different set of a different set of transmog or something like that, but uh, yeah, I think that pretty much covers the whole most of the invasion stuff anyway. Yeah, and so as I was saying, I mean, like let's uh, you know build off this because if you didn't go straight into Primal's invasion content, you were you probably somebody like Darren. <laughs> you went straight into Dragon Life. Yes, the Dragon Life is for me. Uh, yeah, the, I very much am enjoying playing Invoker. Uh, I jumped right into that because I figured there's lots of time for me to go and do uh, the quest line on my Paladin. So I was like, I'm going to go right into the new stuff and make a new character and use all the customization to design my new Invoker and all that stuff and do the Drakthir starting quest line. So, Which, like, you're not yeah. wrong, though, in terms of taking all the time to uh, customize your Invoker. I mean, oh my gosh, like... I just like am so sad that you know my it's poor funny. troll, my poor troll doesn't have that kind of uh, detail because <laughs> you know the amount that you can do with your evoker while he's in his I guess dragon form, um, and then to turn it around and see how much you can do to I guess your your visage as well. As an evoker, I mean, there's so much detail. You can do so many cool things. Like, I think I probably spent, like, self-admittedly, the first 30, 40 minutes of deciding to play evoker, deciding what it looked like, and then changing it twice. And I'm not even upset. Like, I thought it was absolutely so awesome. I'm like, 
genuinely jealous that like all my other classes look like shit now. Yeah, I spent a good bit of time doing it, and I've been to the barbershop a bunch of times since too, screwing around with my Draxier form, screwing around with my Visage form, and uh, no, I like it. I think it gives you a lot of customization options going forward with uh, Transmog and stuff too. As a Draxier form, you can only have uh, what is it, a belt and shoulders Transmog, I believe. And so yeah, it's just the belt and the shoulders. Yeah, so you can go and change your Draxier form to match your match your belt and shoulders and stuff like that. And that's kind. I of mean, to be fair, Draxier are the only class that are like in their design as well. Um, just like you know, you pick the colors. Um, they let you choose from like three or four like default armor sets. Now, albeit everybody has them, so it's not like anything crazy cool. But you know, I've seen some really really cool combinations. I mean, anyone looking for inspiration? I mean, uh, me. Warcraft. Uh, don't look at him; he looks terrible. Um, <laughs> just jealous. Um, just jealous about how no, he, <laughs> he he literally literally crafts legendary shoulders and then throws them on. Is like everybody comes see how cool I look, as if nobody else that was a male wearer <laughs> had those same shoulders for two years. Um, but uh, listen, don't I look at male characters. Okay, or male users, so I can't. Uh, I only, I'm very limited. Okay, so come on. Hey, dude, I totally, I totally get it. it. Dude, if they were leather, I had tons of sets, but unfortunately that wasn't the case. But I will say, mm-hmm. um, if you are looking for inspiration, um, World of Warcraft itself on their Twitter account held like a Mog, every Monday they hold uh, Mog Monday. Um, and everyone, they, they ask people to post like their transmogs for whatever the theme is. Um, naturally, this past Monday was uh, Mog Monday for your drag theaters. Check it out. There are actually some really, really cool 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 combinations um of color schemes with armor with um transmog um check it out they do great justice some people are awesome and super creative i am not and i'm super boring um so don't look at my character yeah yeah it's tough when you don't have when you don't have like a you know established library of male gear to use like you know your leather i i have i have pages and pages of plate gear on uh, male not so much never really played any of those characters never played a hunter never played a shaman so don't uh, i don't really have i don't really have a lot either than like you know the universal cosmetic pieces and stuff like that so we'll get there i'll get there throughout this expansion if i if i play this which i'm kind of leaning towards but uh yeah you will see when you do make your track theory that you start out in the whole forbidden reach quest line which was more in line with the legacy's timeline but uh yeah 100%. It that's good. what i was looking it sets, up, it sets up the whole the same thing that the legacies did introduces you to razagath and as a drakthir you awake in this chamber i guess with other drakthir that are dormant or whatever and then you go through essentially a uh training quest line trains you how to use like you know soar and a couple of your ability your main abilities and talks to you about empowering abilities that you have and gives you a little bit of a baseline on how the evoker class devastation spec at least works it's not super involved or in depth rather with how devastation works and how to dps in it what your priority is and how that kind of thing but it gives you a base to be able to play the game and uh it's uh it's pretty fun yeah like i i think that the um the quest line does what it needs to do like i mean i wish that it's longer i think i wish it's longer just because um i love new new story and new lore and new content i mean as much as probably the next person so i would have loved to see more just so i could have enjoyed more again maybe i um you know i sometimes find that there's two different types of players um there's the players that like want to rush to the end because they want to be at the end and content and whatever 
um, want to say that, be able to say they're done, have the achievement, whatever it may be. And then there's the players that I guess want to maybe go slower through it and, and, and experience it a little bit more. Um, I definitely lean towards that side. So I would say, again, as I have, even for you know leveling in Dragonflight, uh, take your time, go through it. I, I found that there was a lot of like uh, really, really cool, like not necessarily Easter eggs, but little lore snippets, talismans you could read, um, statues you could reference. Even in that very, very, I mean, spoiler, 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 in that like first initial uh like crypt i guess that you were originally waking up in like there was like these little like urns you could like pick up and put in and it opened different areas and there was some cool stuff unlocked behind each one and um just go through it like i think it's it's short it's sweet but it's cool um and and it does totally connect the uh the legacies chapters uh to the wow story going right until again with a little bit of spoiler, if you hadn't seen it or you haven't done it yet, um, don't need to go too far into it. But you know how uh, the newest raid that's up and coming, the Vault of Incarnates, is I guess unlocked um, and releasing Razageth, who is, I mean, no secret, the new end boss in Vault of the Incarnates, the new raid. Which I mean leads me also to, you know, it didn't really go too far into the any of the uh, the. Uh, Oh, why can't I speak English today? Uh, the trailers for uh, the Dragonfight launch that came out on pre-patch day. Oh my gosh! If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's sick. Um, you want to talk about a, a you know a, a clip that will really really motivate you to like want to play? Uh, watch it. Super super cool. How like it was you know an alliance character and a horde character, both you know races that. Are known for adventure and, and, and wind runners or the, uh, the wind riders and super cool um give it a check but also uh Razaka just looks like a total pass in the video and you know again totally sets the tone for this mega large storm up in face so check that out as well yeah she doesn't seem very happy about uh deathwing locking her away no, 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 no. And honestly, I think that like between this storyline and the the trailer launch or like the launch trailer, oh my gosh, like Razageth, although it's the big bad and we're going to defeat that big bad because it's what we do. Damn, she's cool and she's a badass. Like I honestly like <laughs> I couldn't. Again, some spoilers out here, but you know, that's what we do here. We love to talk about things and uh, I really, really wish that you had. Uh, experience it yourself before i told you but you know in one of the cinematics towards the end when she's like speaking to rathian oh my gosh like talking about just a straight up savage where she's like looking rathian in the face and just saying like yeah like i felt when you know your father naltharian died and like i rejoiced in like the feeling it gave me through the earth i was like i was like sick like so mean but like sick um so like that was cool um I, like again, I think that like if anything, so much of it just like it, it builds a foundation for where we're going. And you know, I would always say that like you know, Blizzard has a very very good way of building energy and hype behind stuff that they are they want you to engage in. Um, and this does not fall short. I guess like the hope and the copium is that like it uh, doesn't uh, let us down after all the hype because I ain't gonna lie like in Shadowlands when Bolvar and Sylvanas got into that big ass fight like I was you know ready to go in there and kick Sylvanas square in the teeth. 
but then the story was just like but then the story was just like terrible and i lost focus and was not engaged just as many others were and it was a mega mega letdown so once again here i am on a pivotal point where i am so so eager and excited to get in there and enjoy it and like do all the cool things don't you dare let me down blizzard i swear to gosh if you fuck me I think this intro quest line is probably one of the best ones that they've had. It's short and sweet. It's to the point. It's not like the DK one, which is... And listen, the DK one's good. Don't get me wrong. It's good. The story is great, obviously. But uh, it's it feels tedious. And uh, I don't know if it feels tedious just because I went through it recently. And classic overall feels a bit more tedious than uh, the progression of retail up to this point. But this one felt like it was exciting the whole time. I didn't feel like... I didn't feel bored through any of the quests uh like i said it got to the point of the introduction quickly being basically that like you know there's a global threat and uh the drakthir need to join the horde and the alliance to be able to defeat the global threat which is for now uh the glaring one being razagath so it was it was it was pretty fun there's lots of soaring to do and (laughs) that kind of stuff you're going around saving saving people basically because the forbidden reach is like just getting bombarded by primalists and, and and whatnot and uh but yeah the intro quest was really fun after i was done with all that i went straight to doing the uh the uh pre-patch event like the actual invasions on azeroth and that way i got full well not full yeah i guess it was full yeah full pv full 252 gear and then went and did the the dungeon i guess is the next was the next thing that we ended up doing so alderman what are your thoughts on uh what are your thoughts on the tier hold alderman uh dungeon um, again, I think that, you know, I mean, to be fair, the first few times that I played through it, I think I was just ripping through it and not really appreciating what it was. Again, transparently, I just was, uh, you know, really, really eager to get to the end and honestly get the loot, right? I mean, to anyone that hasn't done it yet, it drops 278 loot. I believe that, um, for every single class, it was, uh, one, two, three, four. How about that? A 278 in a normal uh, dungeon. <laughs> I know, so it was a, uh, it was five, six, six pieces of possible two seventy eight gear for like any one of your characters. So like, if you were ripping through it, and I know that like, hey, you know, when on my evoker because I wanted to be the very best, like no one ever was, um, I ran it probably hmm. like ten times, twelve but times also, to make sure I got it. But there was also class two to get a two seventy eight weapon too. So yeah, which was also really, really uh, cool. Yeah, so the quest giver for all the invasion stuff, there's a quest to uh, go into Alderman and complete the dungeon, and you'll get a 278, a 278 weapon. So all in all, there ends up being um, five, six, seven 278 pieces. Is that what you said? I said six, but I guess I wasn't counting the weapon you get from the quest line. So yeah, I guess totally would have yeah. come up with seven, which I mean is a great start, right? Like especially if you want to try to sneak into way more now. Like as someone as someone who did a leveled a, a bit in the beta, being two sixty item level or so, or two sixty five, whatever, whatever that ends up making you, way more than enough to start leveling, and that's all that really matters at this point, really, right? I went and made a couple legendaries because they were cheap on the auction house and. I just wanted the extra stats, so I just took two big pieces, shoulders and pants, and made them into 291s. But I mean, really unnecessary when it comes to, you know, the fact that the legendary effects can't be used, and you're going to replace those 291s before you even hit max level. So, well before that, probably. 
Uh, but I think, like, to be fair, like, we wanted to, I think we wanted to experience it a little bit, just, like, in um, this level of content. Right yeah, like, I mean, like, this was the idea we were, you know, trying to test it out a little bit in, like, LFR and Normal. We were trying to test it a little bit in Mythic Plus, low keys, but, like, just to feel it out a little bit and see what its kind of viability was and what their strengths and weaknesses were going to be. Um, also to give it an idea, if, like, I mean, as we've spoken in the past, you know, the good old-fashioned, like, we like to do things on our mains, and we most certainly will, but everybody's got that bottom, bottom reroll alt in their back pocket. Um, I guess it was more just finding out if that was going to be the case for the uh, evoker. For us, I mean, I think that, like, uh, you know, maybe Darren's a little bit more hell-sent on, you know, it's probably going to be his... Uh, his his number two go to for you know at least the the time being but uh, I think I'm still uh, in between a little bit like do I just like have such a hard time not playing my demon hunter um, I just have so much well, fun the playing other thing demon too hunter. is the other thing too is you've been healing and I've been DPSing on Evoker so yeah I've been, strict, I've been strictly playing Devastation I haven't even looked at the preservation tree I haven't made a preservation spec I haven't done anything to do with the healing at all. I know you've played a little bit of both, but as far as like us, any of the content that we've been playing together, you've pretty much you've pretty much been just healing in them. So I can't really attest to how healing feels with it, but uh, DPS right now feels good. And from what I can tell, uh, you know, we might have a differing opinion on this, but uh, Retribution doesn't seem to be fantastic, and Shadow has been notoriously an issue since uh, the inception of new talent trees and doesn't look like that's getting any better uh, anytime soon so typically my you know second or first alt or whatever you want to whatever you want to refer to it as i generally play two characters ultimately that's about the most i ever possibly have time for and usually i end up swapping between them depending on the depending on the uh the patch and which one i feel like feels better to play and uh you know last patch was priest priest it's usually priest and paladin are my kind of my my two mains last patch it was priest and you know one before that it was pally and i kind of swapped between them those are the classes i really like to play uh my priest could very well be replaced with my evoker my paladin will just ultimately never be replaced it's just the way it is um i tried to do that at the beginning of shadowlands when priest was really 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 good in pre-patch and like the first tier and uh i regretted it because i was like oh i wish i would have just wish i would have just played my pally from the get-go because now i gotta redo all this stuff on my paladin right so uh yeah when it comes down to it i'll play my paladin first but uh i'll definitely thinking as it stands right now i'll play my revoker second i like it that much wow you're one of those people eh? you're one of those uh it's christmas in july people why can you hear that Oh yeah, that's just blasting through the speakers, man. Let's just the tis the season, man. But yeah, no, I like I, I like the class. I mean, I don't know what the I don't know what to say. It's it's fun for now. The current um, DPS rankings don't reflect that for some reason. But I mean, the content that I've been doing, I've been blasting DPS. So I don't know uh, I don't know what everybody else is doing or if this is other class. I haven't encountered the classes that are at the top of that list, but uh, evokers felt evokers felt pretty good as a DPS right now. What about healing? Well. Yeah, like, I'll say, like, um, in terms of, like, just DPS from, like, what I would experience, I would say that, like, I, it, if history, like, you know, says anything, is that usually Blizzard does not let its, does not let its, uh, you know, newest class, uh, suck. So, regardless, I don't think it'll be terrible. It'll have a spot. It'll be alright. If not really, really good. 
Uh, I agree. I think that it's felt pretty good. It's been fun. I think fun is like one thing that's like really, really important is that like it's really, really fun. It's just so different than any class currently. Mm-hmm. Um, it has like great utility. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it has quite the interesting game style. And I think that there's also just the one thing that I was appreciating was, you know, even when I was, you know, getting some tips on DPSing from you just yesterday, like, I think that it was really, really cool that, like, you could have some different builds between, like, you know, the, the, um, you know, the red dragonflight and the, and the blue dragonflight spells, um, which kind of change gameplay and what your, you know, it, it was kind of the equivalent of, like, what was, like, a, a better cleave, uh, build, and it was, you know, blue. And if you were playing more single target, it was, you know, I guess, I think still blue, but like then it was like, but if you're playing you're playing more red, right? So it was like, it was, it was cool to see that like you could have a little bit of diversity. You could play both the aspects. It felt like you were like really entwined in, you know, the legacy and the lore of, you know, the different dragon aspects and that you were this, you know, ultimate dragon kind of soldier that was, you know, created by Neltharian. So like it was really, really cool. I think it fits really well. Um, it's fun. I'll say that like there will definitely be a place for it. Raid, I think I mean, unless like you're talking like you're race to world first and it's like not better than some of the others, it might it's, it, it might have a place. Um in those cases might not, I think depending on the fight. I haven't seen enough of like mythic content to really know. I guess we'll see in race to world first. But in a normal guild that isn't pushing like race to world first, it'll definitely have a spot because there is no way that in the sea of evoker that is out there right now, there isn't gonna there isn't gonna be like seventeen in the raid group. So like it'll be there, it'll have its spot. I think it'll be competitive. I mean, I think my only concern for it, transparently, and I guess maybe coming in on some of the uh, preservation sides of things, preservation evoker is really good. Like really, really good. I want to say that it's probably like top two healers right now it's its strength is immaculate like i think that like you know i was rocking heels in terrible gear you know trying to be a try hard really hard trying to work through the rotation but like the way it plays on bronze time and delaying effects kind of gives you some abilities you know that make brewmaster really strong in their stagger which is cool there were parts that you know allow you to you know instant cast some of your breasts it has quite an intense um damage profile which is like really really important in high-end content and especially you know i know we talked about it but like in mythic plus um it's become more and more valuable in high key it has really really strong burst healing now i'll say that like where it lacks is that like it doesn't have good like continuous sustainability like you don't just like have like a greater heal or a heal that you can just cast over and over that has good effect really like you kind of have living flame but it's not very effective so like it has big bursts you kind of got to like know the fight know when the damage is coming in so like you can like be ready to use it but like you know they have abilities that allow you to like replicate spells they have abilities that like allow you to like take the last three beneficial spells you use and like hold them in and then you like reuse all three of them in one big burst and like you see your character like quickly spam all three abilities that like you spammed in that entire time for the last three like so you and, and the thing too is that there's so much flavor in like what you're what you're you know you're replicating and what you're using. Like I'll say at first it was confusing as shit and I had no fucking idea what I was doing. I still don't. 
I'm not going to lie. Um, there's still sometimes where I'm like, oh, shoot, I have no idea what buttons I'm pressing and whether or not I'm comboing these right. But a lot of the spells seem to, like, flow really, really well with each other and, like, combo well with each other, um, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. And I think that, coupled with, like, the damage profile, I think it's going to be quite the compelling argument that the uh, Evoker is probably the healer of choice in Mythic Plus and in high-level Mythic Plus content, which is the only... to comes, I think, in my opinion, a little bit to the detriment of the of the Devastation Evoker, not because I think they're terrible, their profile isn't great. I just think it's one of those things that, like, unless their damage is, like, really, really, like, top-notch above everybody else, the problem is that you're just going to get the buffs and the benefits from the Preservation Evoker, and you're probably going to prefer it, unfortunately. Now, again, hey, we've seen class stacking before, as long as, you know, it warrants it. Like, if Devastation pounds damage, which, I mean, it looks like they they definitely do in, in, in cases. It's not like you wouldn't bring them, but well, again, I think... Like, expect, so they can't be uh, the entire raid or group. No, no, no. <laughs> what I'm just saying is that, like, I think that, like, if you were to be only running one evoker for, like, let's say, like, the Lust fulfillment, which is enticing in Mythic Plus. Like, how many times you've been in Mythic Plus and it's like, must have a Lust class queue up. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it sometimes like locks you up. Like, it'll have Lust, which will be big. You're a healer that has Lust, which is good value. I mean, and let's, let's also just do something like really, really... I'm going to get out of the way because like I'm going to self-admit that like I am just having a blast being the worst troll evoker of life. Like, Rescue is probably the best spell <laughs> they have ever put in the game. Oh my god. Like to anybody that was in my LFR yesterday, I was, you know, again trying to do some LFR yesterday. I was trying to like finish that was quest, you know, to get a dinar. I was trying to get a dinar. So killing thirty and because like all the wings were open, like you could actually kill them all in one week and get a dinar. Um and then hopefully this week, you know, I can maybe get another piece of two eighty five off the vendor. I'm not doing anything crazy content wise, but like you know, I guess like the uh, the uh, the dream was to get you know the, the piece of two eighty five, but uh, I guess long story short, being an evoker with rescue, I was uh, definitely picking up my bros and rescuing them from the fight by putting them out uh, of it. <laughs> or putting by putting putting them off the edge. Uh, well, let's just say is what you're doing. Uh, let's just say that, like, you know, one of my favorite moments of the entire 30 LFR bosses I did yesterday, um, taking people from uh, platform to platform on Zymox was the highlight of my night. I was having a blast. Like, somebody would go to, like, drop a trap towards the edge, and I'd be like, ooh, now you're going over there. And then i just leave them there, because with an evoker, you could, like, glide back, right? So, like, the poor Red Paladin is just, like, standing there being like, haha. And I'm sure that, like, people hated me for it, and I'm, like, so sorry, Mr. Red Paladin or Raid Group, you know, for obviously me taking out some DPS, but, like, it was just actually such a delight and just so fun, and I think that that just speaks so much to the class. Not the trolling, but just, like, because... The, the the play style the gameplay is just so different it's unlike anything that like you know they've had in anything uh before in in world of warcraft like it, it just makes it so enticing to play like i totally understand wanting to like bottom reroll if it wasn't for the fact that like i don't really want to play a healer i would probably want to play my evoker as my second character like i want to play dps and demon hunter looks really really good and i've always had a soft spot for Demon Hunter. Supposedly very good right now. Yeah, so, I mean, between, like, obviously, lore-wise, like, Illidan probably being one of the most badass, you know, 
villains slash not villains um right up there next to Arthas in the Lich King in my opinion, my two favorite and I like have very hard times picking one over the other. So I would say that like I, I want to low key play my 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 Demon Hunter unfortunately, but I mean I get it. I would totally have a third character like this. I would totally have fun all day. I want to play PvP now. I want to like literally go in there and just be like, I'm going to save you from a fight and just like yank them out. Like, think of how effective that would be. You know, like somebody's getting so pretty, beat up on your healers and beat up on. It's pretty safe to say that you like uh, Evoker. <laughs> Dude, I just love rescue. Dude, give my druid rescue and I would be like the <laughs> happiest druid ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think the consensus around here is that we really enjoy the class and we're having fun playing it in the pre-patch. And you know, in a perfect world, it could be a it could be a main player in the expansion for both of us. So yeah, I think that's I think that pretty much covers all of our pre-patch business. Unless there's something else you wanted to mention. Uh, no, 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 not really. I would just say that um, play Evoker. <laughs> enjoy it. It's so fun. It's so sick. Definitely try. Definitely um, try it. I mean, obviously, yeah. try it. It's new. Give it, give it a go. Just like any time they bring class into a game, into the game, uh, try it. It might not be, might not be what you're into, or maybe you'll find that you really like it. I mean, like I come from playing a healer or a me and or a melee class for the most part, and uh, I have to say, I do enjoy the convenience of being arranged uh, playing this class. Oh man, but I forgot to talk about like actually like, and I mean, this doesn't. I I don't want to go into crazy detail about this. Um, play Evoker, but don't get your hopes up in LFR or any kind of content like that. Uh, so, uh, as I was uh, mentioning, I was doing LFR. <laughs> yeah, I was doing LFR, and like, here's the thing: is that like so many people, I mean, transparently, were losing their darn marbles in LFR, um, as they always do, to be fair. But they were losing their mind because you know we've moved to group loot over personal loot, and so people were freaking out oh, because boy. they weren't getting any gear. But people were not getting gear because, obviously, considering the new class is the most exciting thing and the thing that everyone wants to do. Man, we were going into Alivar's yesterday, and there was like 14 evokers, 15 evokers. So whenever a single piece of male gear dropped, if there was like a shaman even in the group too, there was like 17 people rolling on it. So people were like, oh, I'm not getting any loot, and this is terrible. And I'm like, I get it. You know what? This is probably – you know, the, the funniest thing is that like it's, it's a bit – I want to remind people that it's mental because like, here's the thing before the way it was is that like, it, it was always a role against 17 other people against 20 other people in the group. It just sucks. Cause you see it now. And it's almost like, you know, defeating to see like 17 other people roll against it. And like, you know, you roll an 87, but because there's 17 people rolling, somebody rolls a 99 and they get it. Like it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. It sucks. I get it. But you have to look at a bigger picture is that like in your guilds raid group you probably don't have 17 male users you know in dragonflight <laughs> there's maybe um but in dragonflight there's probably also a very high chance that like when people are leveling their mains or playing what they want to play um they're not all playing evoker because it's the most newest and it's kind of all you really could do right now to be fair there's not really a lot more like i know some stuff came out with content Agreed. It's not um, going to be. It's not going to be like. It's not. You're not going to have 20 evokers when you queue for LFR or you in know, two weeks, four evokers think. in every mythic plus group and stuff like that. This is not going to be like exactly, that. exactly. So like in the end, like give it time. Like it sucks right now, but we're just remind it's yourself. New, it's like, exciting. 
people want to try it yeah. now because and it's like, new and exciting. You're going to replace this shitty Elevar Karen, like, probably, like, the, after the first zone. So, like, this is shit. Have fun with it. Test out your class. Play the stuff. If you're lucky enough to get something cool, wear it with pride. If not, gives a shit. Yep. Agreed. All right. So now that we're through, I guess, like, uh, some of the stuff that, uh, you know, came about with uh phase two let's talk about something that i guess came out uh interestingly enough because of i believe it was an oopsie now i mean it hasn't been officially confirmed as an oopsie but in my opinion i think it was an oopsie and it was an oopsie i wish i capitalized on um but unfortunately i didn't know about it so uh let's preface this with let's preface this with um blizzard has increased the drop chance on five world boss mounts um, from Pandaria and the one uh, Rukmar in Spires of Iraq in Ra- uh, Warlords of Draenor. Now, these drop chances have been moved up from 0.1% on average to 1%, which is quite a large jump when you look at it. Like, I think it's what, like 10 times the chance to get it? It's 10 times the chance, yeah. Yep, 10 times the chance to get to, it. And just I to mean, be clear, 1%. The bosses that. Hodge is talking about are the reigns of the heavenly onyx cloud servant from Shaw of Anger, the son of Galleon from Galleon, um, Cobalt Primordial Direhorn from Undasta, I believe, Thundering Cloud Serpent from Nalak, and the Solar Spire Spire uh, Solar Spire Hawk from from Ruckmar. Yeah, so I mean, um, super cool. I'm glad they increased the drop chance, and I think that like I'll say that you know. Contrary to what you would believe in the outrage of people uh, around the Feldrake situation, I'll actually say I had a okay time navigating Twitter and the forums for these changes because, crazy enough, a lot of the people literally posting to it being like, I took 2,400 attempts across six years to get the Shaw mount before I got it, and they were we actually the just... Yeah, but here's the thing. They were actually just genuinely happy that they increased it because they genuinely felt that it was insane that oh. there were that there was such so a low drop in the direction it, where it was going to be people who were like super butthurt that they had to do two thousand uh, attempts. So therefore, everyone else should have to do two thousand attempts, even if it's not what Blizzard intends. Hey, there's always people on both sides of the of the fence, but I'm actually saying that like there were multiple, multiple, multiple people, and I felt that there were actually more that were actually just posting, being like, "Thank goodness, I'm glad no mount should ever be that low of a drop chance. Nothing in this game should be that low of a drop chance. One in a hundred, in my opinion, is you know pretty intense enough as it is. Like 0.1 percent is just obnoxious, in my opinion. Like for a collector." Like, you're talking, like, a incredible concentrated amount of time and effort. Like, you were talking, like, the one person posting to, like, his trials and tribunes of 2,400 attempts before he got it, or over 2,400 attempts, like, he was running it on 50 characters a week. 51 characters a week, to be exact. You're talking, like, about, you're talking about content that is, in, Miss, in, in the case of Miss Pandaria, over 10 years old, and Warlords over 8. Eight ish, two thousand fourteen. Sure, ish, give or take. Sure, uh, eight, eight, eight years old, right? Like it is a long time ago. This stuff came out. <laughs> you know, it's not like it's not like something came out in season four, and they're like, oh no, we got to increase the drop rate. Point one is a, is in it's insane. That's one in a thousand chance every time, right? 
which, like I said, I'm glad to see that there are definitely, I mean, there's there were many less legacy Andys in those chats, and they were actually totally for it, and I totally agree with them. A plus to you guys yeah, sure. and A plus a Blizzard. Good job. You still have to. Um, you still have to do it, and you're still and and and, and you know unless uh, unless there's a unless there's a glitch like you're about to bring up, uh, you still have to do it, and it's still going to take a long time. It's not like moving it from a one in a hundred or one in a thousand chance to one in a hundred chance automatically means that you're gonna that you're gonna get them out. It's still a one percent drop, and one percent drop is still very low. I've been farming Invincible for more years than I would care to admit, and it's a one percent drop, and I don't, ha- I do not have them out. So, one percent, one percent is still a low drop rate, and it, I don't think it's, it, I don't think it steps on anybody's toes at all. And I'm all for uh, increasing the drop rate on some of that stuff, especially old stuff. Yeah, you don't got to tell me about one percent drop chance. On average, the headless horseman is about a one percent drop chance, and I killed it on one hundred eighty characters this year alone and did not get it. But trust me, <laughs> I can't say anything about that one anymore. But yeah, so yeah. trust me, it, it, it's 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 not a shoe in. Like I care, I killed it last week uh, eight times, and uh, have already killed it twice this week on the first day of lockout, and I have not gotten it. So I mean, like, hey, that's only nine times or ten times um, in a week. But like that, I haven't seen it. So like, it's not like everyone's yeah. just getting it I'm free. I'm not as unless... some people. <laughs> Some of these guys are are super committed to doing it. Where like sure. you said, they're doing it on they're doing it on fifty characters a week and stuff like that. I just I don't have the, I don't have the time to wait for fifteen minute spawn timers on Nalak and 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 Shaw on times fifty characters to do that. That's commitment, and I would feel like shit if I still didn't get it. But uh, you know, you could still be doing that. You could still be doing it twenty five hundred times at one percent. Doesn't really it doesn't make a difference that way. Your chances are just, your chances are better, but they're not anywhere near guaranteed 100 percent. so i mean like it's um i mean i guess i i, I wanted to like touch on this because i mean Unless. Kind of it, i was kind of giggling <laughs> um so um it is the theory again although never really confirmed the reason why this change came about was they did not notice that obviously when you brought a new class like the evoker into old content um that did not have an active loot table for gear from these rare, uh, these world bosses and the rare mounts that dropped off of them, it meant that if they only had one piece of gear on that loot list, if a piece of gear dropped for you as an evoker, it was the mount. So, like, you have to think, like, what your odds are to just get a piece of gear, whether it would be, like, you know, the gloves from Pandaria or whatever it was. Um, I mean, hey, still not a shoe in that you get a piece of gear every single time, but it literally meant that, like, if you got a piece of gear, like, which for my druid, it would have been, like, it could have been the gloves, it could have been the chest, it could have been the whatever. If anything dropped for your evoker, it was the mount. That was it. So, like, day one, the night of, get this, the night of, all these evokers start, like, turning this mount to the point where like people at first didn't even notice because people were like oh maybe i was just like really really lucky finally and i finally got my chance um but then when the consistency started to happen on wowhead people started to think that it was broken it was a evoker thing only and evokers were getting mounts so people started to spam it with evokers and were like making new evokers and deleting their old ones and like some really really like (laughs) you know degenerate shit to the point where like blizzard immediately hotfixed it that night when they caught it was happening because they were like whoa, whoa, whoa not the uh not the desired uh outcome moral of the story not... moral of the story moral of the story don't go on the forums and brag about it because you ruin it for everyone yeah you ruined it for us man d-bags i could have <laughs> the heavenly onyx cloud serpent by now 
exactly. Fun times. <laughs> okay. So I guess, you know, we've talked a little bit about the, you know, the stuff that's come about from season, uh, or from uh, phase two of pre-patch. We've gone through all those pieces. I have a little bit of, I guess, a, a, a conversation to build off of it. Um, so indulge me. Okay. You know, Blizzard has been attempting, obviously, in this in this upcoming expansion to really, really make it so that, like, there is a accessibility between characters. So that, for example, you know, if you're doing week one, you're leveling your main because you just want to level that character and, you know, you really, really enjoy um, playing, you know, your druid. You know, you work through all the quest line. It's super cool. It's super fun, and you do the um, the the dragon riding, and you level the dragon riding because anyone that doesn't know this or wasn't following the beta, you level the dragon riding so that uh, you you earn like talent points. And when you get these talent points, you can then spend them to like increase like how long you can stay soaring. And 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 the best thing about that is it is completely uh, account wide. So. I'm using this also as my uh, one of my tips of the week. Do your dragon riding campaign before you're leveling an alt in the first like week or two, because it'll be completely account wide. You'll be able to level uh, it all up so that then your alt will fly at like perfect speed. Wicked, wicked awesome. It needs to be like this. But it leads to you know we've talked now today about how fun your evoker is. Yet you and I have spoken pretty avidly and and, and favorably of playing our mains even though like we're we, we like we're so excited beyond excited to play evoker so even with blizzard's attempt to i guess make things account wide adjust certain things um a renowned system for rep that's kind of supposed to be account wide there's something that's still a gap on this that would stop players like yourself bottom rolling and leaving your paladin behind so what in your opinion are those gaps and what does Blizzard need to do to change it so that they make it so that if you genuinely want to play Evoker, you don't feel like you're giving up the last, you know, 10 years of your life, 11 years of your life, scrapping the character that you've played? I think, uh, and I alluded to this earlier when I kind of mentioned, uh, uh, sorry, account-wide, account-wide stuff, and I think uh, that is the simple, like, the simple answer is account-wide. Everything should be account-wide. I, I don't, I, I can't understand why it wouldn't be um but that's the main thing for me the main thing for me is that like i've 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 worked to get reps and achievements and you know mounts and all these other things and uh for me to look at my character screen and see all those things empty on a new character is discouraging for me and like you said it makes there's an obligation to play to play your class like yes i do really enjoy playing playing my paladin and stuff like it's not it's not that, but if I do want to play something else, then I do definitely feel like that fear of missing out. Like I'm, you know, uh, my paladin's going to be missing out on something. And uh, if that wasn't the case, then I think my players like myself would probably be a lot more inclined to try different characters as mains and completely, you know, 
because then you don't feel like you're leaving it behind, right? I wouldn't feel like I'm leaving my paladin behind if uh, all the things that I'm doing on, say, my evoker, for instance, are the same progression as my paladin. Now, when I say that, I don't mean it as I think that everything that my evoker gets, my paladin should get, and vice versa. Uh, I think anything that my evoker or paladin gets, and vice versa, that is cosmetic-related or reputation related or uh, achievement related that should all be account wide I, I, I can't and like i said I, I don't really understand what difference it makes why my paladin and my evoker can't uh can't share reputation for i don't know uh death's advance or some, something like i, I don't what, what difference does it make right and the only and I, I think the only difference that does make is that blizzard has a history of combining things like reputation with character power and once you stack that kind of stuff with character power like uh the vendors sell gear or in the case of the most recent expansion conduits and this kind of stuff uh that's directly created related to your character power right so at that if it's going to be like that then you can't make it account wide because i understand like you can't i can't go and get exalted on everything with my paladin and then be make a new character have access to that character power immediately and i'm not suggesting that you do that 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 they that they do that but i am suggesting that they either come up with a way to make things different going forward because ultimately who cares about old content do you really care if my evoker has access to like i don't know shadow pan rep rewards at exalted like who cares obviously my account already has all those rewards anyway so it doesn't really make a difference but going forward if they don't have uh if they don't have rep, reward, rep rewards be tied to character power then that would probably that would solve a major a major problem for me just stop making those things tied to character power and make them all account wide i think and i was saying this to you earlier like even if um say there's dailies right so say like how would you how would you make rep account wide for instance and it's the same way that you know dungeons dungeon quests and stuff work right like you can do them once a day and you get credit for it once a day just make that type of system account wide like you do a daily and then you could only get rep on your entire account once a day right the, the reputation reward only applies once per day on your account because it's all because it's account wide and uh all the other rewards you can get over and over if you really want to to get uh to do the dailies on multiple characters and stuff like that like if you want to get the gold or whatever tokens maybe or something um um currencies or something like that that aren't account wide then sure that's fine but just make the rep or something like that account wide and uh when it comes even when it comes to tokens like i just kind of said like they did with these essences in the pre-patch like some of these in currencies i don't see why they also don't make them account wide make put some sort of restriction whatever restriction that you want in earning them if you don't want people to be able to earn them too quickly but don't restrict people to only being able to play one class because of that you know type of uh attitude right so that's you know that's what i think anyway yeah like i i think that like i mean correct me if like it seems off base but like the funniest thing is like i feel like they have the solution and it's really really easy they've done it in the past like it, it think of how easy it would be is like i mean and, and it, maybe in a way like they are starting to set up on it like this but like you know you have to think that like they you know they've done it in the past for like account wide you know i guess achievements or, or you know i guess I, I gave it away but i was like they've done it before like they've gone down the road of like you know certain things are actually tied behind achievements, right? Like certain like accessibilities and, and, and abilities to purchase or whatever it may be are kind of behind the achievement itself, not the actual, you know, not behind the actual 
uh, English, English, English. Um, the rep itself, it'd be like, if you had the achievement, you could do whatever. So, like, with that, like, and then them going the route of, like, renown for rep versus, you know, the actual, like, 21,000 for revered, um, which was terrible and f- felt bad. So, I'm glad they're getting away from it. But if they had something where it was, like, let's say, you know, they gave you an achievement for hitting, you know, renown 10, that rep, and renown 10 had, you know, whatever kind of aesthetic, whatever kind of opportunity at whatever vendor to be accessible or accessed, I think that they could honestly easily do it. And because the achievements are already account wide, like you could easily just say like, hey, if I have that achievement that says that like, I have renowned 10 with worm rest accord, then I can access the vendor and I can buy everything regardless as to what the facts or, or what character I'm on. And I could buy that pet, you know, so to speak, I revere. And then I think that they would just have to be maybe a little bit more selective as to like what they put on some of these vendors and what they put on some of the rewards. Because I think that, I mean, maybe, uh, you know, you could argue that one of their concerns is probably that, you know, it's, I think it's really a profession and a money thing where like they just don't want you to be able to like just instantly, let's say, go buy something um, from a vendor that you didn't earn the rep on. Like, you know, I, I guess like I like kind of in reference to like the. But you did earn it because you're another character. You know yeah, what I mean? but like what I'm but what I'm saying is that like you know like when you're talking about like his professions are obviously going to be a very very large part of this next expansion like so what like what they're, I think what they're trying to prevent is that like you know oversaturation of it in a way that like would cause professions to lose value so for example like if I grind exalted and that means that like I can buy the Vantis runes that usually take some time, the whatever, the for, for inscriptions, I can buy, you know, the best enchants recipes, the best, you know, pant recipes from this one vendor, all because I hit Exalted with one character who had one set of professions, then, like, you would lose value on, you know, maybe, like, the other recipes and whatnot. Then don't tie, then don't tie them to prevent, then don't tie them to rep. 100%. And that's what I was setting at. I was like, I think that they would have to be a little bit more selective as like what they've traditionally put in the past on some of these vendors. Yeah. I mean, like, so that's that's... I covered everything, but like, I don't think making stuff account wide is a bad thing in any way, shape or form. I think moving to a system that, uh, that makes, that makes more things account wide and makes things less restrictive to players. So they can, they don't feel that there is no fear of missing out on, um, playing a new character in a system like, we're currently in where there's a new class that's in the game and you know ultimately that's that's the question right like what what do you think they should do to uh limit that fear of missing out and i think they should just make more stuff account wide so you don't feel as though you're pigeonholed into playing a character even if it's not doing well even if you're not in for that player anymore in for that character anymore if something else comes out that you like better like it's a new class any number of reasons that you might not want to play what would traditionally be your main, you feel like you have to because you have so much time invested into it that not playing it makes you feel like you might as well just not play because it feels like you're starting over, right? Now, if lots of things were made account-wide, you didn't lose that progress that you've already established on on, on your main, then you it would pretty well eliminate, eliminate that problem, in my opinion. <laughs> Do I know how I think it would completely eliminate the problem? If they weren't so god-awful at balancing and actually my class was relatively comparable to everybody else, then maybe I would just actually play the character I originally wanted to play. How about that for Copium? <laughs> well, 
okay, but that's that that again, that's not really the thing that you're asking, right? Like what making making the class that you used to like better doesn't necessarily help you if you're just don't feel like playing that anymore or you want to try something different, right? Then it goes the other way. Now you're forced to play in that class when you maybe you just don't want to anymore because it's quote unquote good. You know I, 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 I agree. I think that like that was also just a little bit of a uh I know but... you and stop nerfing balance druid because it's looking like I, I I'm gonna have to be feral and I freaking <laughs> actually just hate you with a passion that I have to play a spec like feral that I just don't yeah. want to play even slightly but you're literally gonna force me to like figure it out because balance has been nerfed so badly that like our spenders don't feel good anymore which is like embarrassing but whatever yeah. that's a different conversation for a different day and i don't want to argue about it for the rest <laughs> of the day um that's my uh that was just my my my, my letting it out and letting them have it but you know again i think that there's a lot to unlock here I, I i think that lizard's trying i feel like it's kind of evident in this most recent expansion that they're obviously conscientious of it i just wish that i think if i could put it you know straightforwardly or, or you know pretty simply like i just think that like every time they attempt to deliver something to us that's you know regarded as um regarded as a ooh, wow, like, terrible with english regarded as like something that like improves like the account wideness of things i just always seem to feel that like i get like some kind of like watered down version of like what we're really looking for it's like when they talk to us about like getting you know the the account wide stuff like okay cool it's account wide no but like it's not fully and you're not going to get full access to it we're going to give you some kind of like interesting version of it where like this and this will totally be account wide but like this and this are not so you need to still you know grind this and i think that like i just wish that they would you know, just come, I mean, I guess like, uh, it's, it's the, uh, issue of, um, you know, commitment. I just want them to commit. And like, if they committed to just giving what they say they're trying to give, I think we'll have uh, nothing to worry about. But, um, I guess time will tell because we're not there yet. And uh, it's not looking like we're getting that now. Lucky us. All right. Anything else you, you wanted to add on, uh, on, on some no. of this account wide and why you can't play Evoker. Yeah, well, that's what it comes down to, right? I want to play Evoker and you're not letting me. <laughs> but, uh, no, just like, like no one's saying I'm, you can't. I'm a very big proponent of account wide stuff, and I think it's easy for them to accomplish. And I don't, uh, I don't, I, I hope that they continue to make more stuff account wide. I shouldn't say that they don't do it. They, they have made things account wide that weren't previously and they you know periodically do that type of thing it's just make it all account wide i figure out a way to make it all account wide uh where you know some of these systems that you alluded to aren't left aren't left behind either and uh aren't affected to the point where it affects you know the greater uh the greater community kind of as a whole right i think there's a way for it to be done i hope they figure out a way to do it because i would like to be able to play a different class and whether it's my evoker or my priest or my whatever like say something's good or you're having fun with it and you want to play it like i said nothing feels worse than not being able to because of that dude just do it show them who's boss play what you want tell them what you want what you really really want i feel like my humor got worse since last week it was the week <laughs> it was the week off man just not as sharp not as sharp cold this week yet again 
So yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna point it out, but I didn't want to like you know completely just uh, you know give your uh, your personal life story away. But to anyone that noticed that every now and then <laughs> when Darren's talking, he goes a little silent before he like continues his speech <laughs> and continues his conversation. You know, one of the reasons why we ran into some of the issues with like you know when we were gonna be able to post an episode last week is because Darren has the immune system of a wet pool noodle. Um, and he just like it cannot stay healthy no matter what he does. Um, so like uh, everybody, please no. send him no, orange no, no. juice. I'll please send him orange juice. I'll connect. I'll, I'll leave his um, his address um, in the description below. Please send help. He needs it. Um, he'll uh, <laughs> he'll uh, you know. What so he's been sick. He's, he's actually just breathing. Who, like have children that are of daycare toddler. <clears throat> elementary school age where they you know put everything in their mouths and uh come home come home sick and that probably paired with me not being as healthy as i should be uh leads to me always seeming to get whatever sickness i freaking being bring home so i was sick again this week so yeah i've been uh, muting myself periodically to blow my nose or cough or something so yummy thanks so much for that we're so glad you could be here with us today. Yeah. Yeah. Feel, feel better, did you, bro. Um, <laughs> did you buy your 12-month uh, sub yet, or are you waiting on that? Uh, I know that, I know that you're, a, uh, I know you're an eShop Andy, so I just wanted to... An eShop Andy now. Oh, wow, there's a whole bunch of Andy. <laughs> We're all from the same family. <laughs> um, No, I have not. Um, but you did see that there was a, like super duper expensive uh mount collection uh yeah and i totally would debate getting it except you know what like you know like the biggest pet peeve is it's not a pet peeve but like you know the biggest obstacle is to getting that that pack is that like man i usually buy the deluxe edition for everything so like i have some of them and i feel like i like can't justify spending that kind of money eh? sorry they they prorate it based on whether you have uh if you have mounts in that collection they adjust the price for you so yeah. the, the price of that like for those that don't know what we're talking about the anniversary pack which basically has all the um collector's edition mounts and some pets in it whatever it, it's on the shop the anniversary pack has a bunch of stuff in it it's 100 bucks for me it's 100 bucks uh the price will vary depending on the the user because they the price will be different like i was watching asmongold the other day his was 20 bucks that's so down funny because he or whatever, right? Because he has a bunch of collector's editions. Whether he's redeemed the mounts or not is irrelevant, I guess. But that's funny. The um, price will actually um, adjust based on based on whether you have them or not. So you can still buy it, dude. Go for it. Yo, sick. No way. I don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like torn a little bit. I kind of want my, you know, my 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 giant Murloc mount money? too. Oh, I kind of like money too. Don't get me wrong. But like I said, I kind of <laughs> really like the. The giant Murloc Club mount, part. like so. I mean, like, I don't know if I can like justify yes. buying the anniversary bundle and the Murloc mount. Like, oh my gosh, like this close to the holidays too. Like, that'd be such a and the, and, play. The, and the epic edition and 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 and. <laughs> and I already bought the epic edition. Like, that's already a thing. But uh, games get games getting expensive, eh? Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I, I I don't know if I could justify it. Again, I like mounts as much as the next person, but like. I already have some of the special edition ones. I'm not that hung up on it. You know, we'll see. I think that, like, I will eventually just convince myself that, like, I need the uh, the one-year sub 
package. I think the only reason why is, I mean, like, currently I'm on the six-month sub package, and there's no price difference. Six month well, to a year, month price. to month. So I'd be paying the same amount. I get some extra um, mounts at it. I guess the only thing is that like they would uh, they 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 get a, a full year commitment out of me. But I mean like I've been playing Shadowlands pretty much for almost two years straight. I guess technically I took eight months off when my daughter was born, but I'm not planning on having any other kids. So like um, I guess I'm not intending on uh, taking the extra time off. Knock on wood. So I mean in theory I'll get a year's play out of it maybe don't know maybe that's me justifying it so that I can buy my my Murloc we'll see I'll, we'll see and if the day comes try all of a sudden listening listening to you convince yourself to buy it <laughs> I'm just saying it's like one day all of a sudden you just like notice that like my mount count jumps up like like 12 thousand or whatever yeah because yeah, I think that like I saw the um anniversary pack was like eight and the you know the uh what's it called the um the twelve month four, four yeah the one year, was it four months? It was like three um, and then one to be determined or something. Yeah, it's like one. Isn't there one in uh, classic two or something like that? Here, let's see. Yeah, but that's uh, not going to count towards my mount count in 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 uh. You get like the beetle mount, don't you? You get like the beetle that weird beetle mount. You yeah. get the murloc mount. You get the uh, the current six month worm. That emerald, yeah, Drake thing or no you get the emerald drake for wrath and you get the, the six month the current the current six month one which is the worm yeah so, yeah, so like i was like three for retail them. and one for one for classic yeah and then it's like one thing but then it also says like one thing to like also at a later date so i mean like i'm gonna guess that like if i could guess is that like every six months they try to come out with like one of those like six month mounts to entice you to buy it a six month well, sub like i'm gonna guess that mounts you're still going to get the six-month mounts regardless. So I'm wondering what the to-be-determined one is. Like we, had, we were talking about this before, too. Like, Are they going to have 12-month mounts now Because to, you know, for the people who are on the 12-month? Because like, they have six-month ones that come every six months if you're on it. Or are they going to give you a special one because you decided to pay for a year up front? Which I think they should, I guess. If they're going to do it for six-month, why don't they do it for 12? Uh, like I said, no. after, after the first year, what's the point? What's the what's the incentive for you committing? What's the incentive for you uh, committing for that whole that whole year? You know what I mean? No, totally get it. Like I said, I'm uh, not entirely sure. We'll have to see. Like I said, we'll have to see, man. Like I, uh, I'm not particularly uh, sure as to whether or not it's. Well, going you let to me know when you buy it. Let me know in twelve months if you get a special note. I will. <laughs> can't wait be like christmas so fun yeah i mean honestly i uh I, I i like i don't know how to feel about it i think that like obviously you know it's the holidays i think like this most recent like one was like really really on like, black friday deals um you know they're offering like character uh character like um services character services i guess is the best way to put it um that's done uh, discounts that's done. Oh, it's already done. It's done. So it's actually yeah. That's not part of Black um, Friday. The only the only thing that's part of their Black Friday, like if you go on the launcher, it has a Black Friday slide, and you can click on that. The only thing that there is for a while that's included in Black Friday is this anniversary pack. There's nothing else for a while. There's stuff for other games and whatever, but the only thing for a while is is this. It's the only thing that's on sale, which I find interesting. Usually they put like mounts on sale and a bunch of other crap, but uh, yeah, the services are now done. We did talk about that when we did uh, episode 11.1, that there was uh, 
character transfers and stuff are on sale. But now that we're on uh, episode eleven point two here, uh, that's that's, uh, that's uh-huh. ended. Fair enough. I was like, I just, again, I felt that like, you know, between that last week, between, you know, the one year, between the, you know, the, the anniversary, between, between all of it, I'm like, man, dude, yo, like you really, really are digging out my wallet right now. I'm like, you need to uh, calm down. I feel like I got like some greedy beggar hands in front of me. Well, like how much is the Epic Edition? It's a hundred bucks, right? And we're talking in the uh, Canadian, Canadian rupees here, so. For everybody yeah, else, I think it was, these prices are out to lunch because they're in Canadian dollars. It was like 120 something, I think. But was that much? Um, yeah, it was not cheap, but like it was, it was like somewhere around there. They're asking for that. Um, well, like I said, it just feels so pre-tax. 115 bucks for the Epic Edition, right? And yeah. So like I said, if you buy your Epic Edition and then you buy the Murloc mount, so you can pre for a year, that's another 200 and. $195. So let's just say uh, 315 to round it out. And then you buy the anniversary pack, that's $350. So $350 or $15 or so. $315 before tax if you wanted to buy all of the stuff. Now, I'm not advocating that you do. Like I said before, I don't buy stuff off the shop. Not that I have any opinion either way, whether you should or shouldn't. It's not really my, that's not really up to me. But, uh, you know, even the notion that like it's suggested that you should buy it because like this stuff's thrown in your face all the time. Like Blizzard's doing a good job at throwing this stuff in your face all the time to you know basically say hey you know buy the Epic Edition and get this and uh, sign up for you know commit for a year and get all this and they're boosting their own numbers at your expense when it comes to that stuff as far as I'm concerned. So if you can't commit for a year, then don't. Uh, Hodge bust my balls because I pay I pay monthly and I pay more because I pay monthly and I pay for two accounts for my wife and I and uh would it be cheaper if I bought two six month subs yeah it would be a little bit cheaper but I can turn it on and off whenever I like and uh not feel bad about wasting any time that I might have prepaid for you know fair enough fair enough you know what do what you want <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it goes down to is like I mean honestly do what you, you want, want. Spend, I just thought it was like spend on it lots of people want to spend on it this is their hobby this is what they like go ahead $350 in the grand scheme of things or 15 or whatever it is in the grand scheme of things compared to a lot of other hobbies is uh, yeah like I said I think that like my thing money. was that yeah my thing I think that's I said was just like I I felt that um you know maybe in, in in some of the cases it just felt very uh like here, buy this. Oh, and if you don't like this, buy this. Oh, and if you don't like this, buy this. And <laughs> yeah, hey, buy this. It's, it's very so, just, face. I was like, oh, okay. Well, like, what if I didn't want to buy any of it? I'm sick and tired of you telling me to spend money. Like I said, I know they're. I, I know obviously they're. It's 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 the time of year. It's um. There's there's a lot behind it, right? I mean, you're talking to. I mean, like in terms of like you know business and whatnot. Like I think that obviously to their probably in what I'm gonna guess is like their their final quarter of the year going into holiday season obviously they're trying to you know capitalize on everything yeah for sure yeah they're trying to capitalize as much as they can so like i get the business, hey, from a business model. perspective i totally get it like obviously <laughs> like i said i was like i get it yeah yeah i was like i get it i think in the end i just like i don't know i just like wish that uh, feel pressure to buy stuff ever yeah this is what should ease up a little bit maybe they give us like you know like a uh a a a a month a week maybe gap kind of to just like chill out and not feel like i'm being pressured to buy things i mean like i get it in the end you don't have to buy it so i mean in the end, it's on me that i have no, no self-control but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh screw you blizzard why are you you know taking advantage of me 
<laughs> I have a I have a problem, and you're clearly taking advantage of that problem. I'm giving you your fix. It's kind of rude to say, but that's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I think that uh, that concludes it for today. Um, thank you so much, everybody, uh, for episode. Um, oh my goodness! One thing I like just noticed um, that I want to just take a moment and thank everybody, um, as we have been probably getting annoying with some of the thank yous, but I genuinely want you guys to understand how much we appreciate the support, um, the feedbacks, the, the, you know, the listens. I'd like to announce that today, um, extended maintenance, uh, finally crossed the 1000 listens mark. Crazy. Um, to think that that's like, you know, where we've, uh, where we've come and couldn't do it without you guys. So thank you. We'll continue to, you know, try to deliver for you guys um as long as you're out there and you'd like to listen thank you yeah thank definitely you so much. yeah thanks to everybody who uh who's been listening and as we say at the end of every episode if there's any topics you'd like to hear us discuss or any comments that you want to make we want to hear from want to hear from people and uh talk to people about the game that's kind of overall why we started doing this was to uh have conversations with people about the game and yeah thanks to everyone who's listening and if you haven't already subscribe subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast uh, platform you listen to we're on apple podcasts spotify google podcasts amazon music all that stuff so give us a follow give us a sub whatever and uh you can catch myself and hodge on dragonflight's release on twitch probably both be streaming for anybody who wants to come in and chat with us or use us as a um means to get your bell drake that would be that would be great follow me at real deru and hodge at hodgebosis and you can contact us uh, at empodcast at mail.com as well as follow us on twitter at empodcast4 which i think uh Hodge is going to be a lot more involved in because he's the uh, Elon Musk of our of our tandem here. So uh, I'll even maybe leave a lot more of the tweeting to him. Seems to be the guy who pays attention to Twitter a lot more. So, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening. And as always, don't forget to ask Bert.